Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi there, I'm Cindy Linden, and this is the Cook Along Podcast. I want to share with you how I make an extra, extra good grilled cheese sandwich. This may seem silly to you because, obviously, almost anyone can make a grilled cheese sandwich. You need bread, butter, and cheese and a grill or a hot surface of some sort. It's not like it's rocket science, right? And yet... I'm not talking about the kind of grilled cheese sandwich that has bacon on it, although that's a highly recommended grilled cheese sandwich modification. I also love to put sliced tomatoes on my grilled cheese sandwiches. That's also highly recommended. It's even better if you do both. I call them a grilled BCT, bacon, cheese, and tomato. That's not what I want to do today. You may have read, by the way, was a little bit of a sidebar. You may have read that if you use mayonnaise on the outside of the bread instead of butter, that it makes a crispier crust on the bread. This is true. It actually works. And if you're looking for a really simple grilled cheese sandwich, try using real mayo, not Miracle Whip, not salad dressing, real mayo because it has eggs in it. And that's what helps crisp things up instead of butter on the outside. However, that's not what I'm talking about either. I really want to tell you how to make an extraordinary just cheese grilled cheese sandwich. So that's what we're going to do today. And as we do it, I'll try to guesstimate amounts of things. Because, you know, when you're making a grilled cheese sandwich, you're not really measuring anything. But I figure it might be helpful to you to have some idea of what quantities I'm talking about. So I'm going to try to estimate as we go. So I'm going to give you items for the ingredient list, but not amounts because I just don't know. After we do it, I will post on the website, which is thecookalongpodcast.com. This is a uh, recipe, by the way, that's going to be easy enough to share if you wanted to tell your friends about it. Of course, I don't know. Maybe you don't want to tell your friends about it. You just want to serve them this fabulous grilled cheese sandwich and have their eyes go big and round and say, oh my God, what did you do? But if you wanted to share any of my podcasts, I would love to have you do that. Just tell your friends about me. My best advertising is just you telling your friends. So please do that. I'm going to give you the equipment first. I know that's abnormal, but I want to do that because it's kind of important the most important piece of equipment probably that you need for this 
is a pan that is either nonstick or cast iron that's been seasoned to become nonstick. Because I've done this recipe in a regular pan, and I will tell you, it's murder to try and get the bread off the pan after it's been cooked. And you'll understand that better as we go here. You also want that pan to have a lid that fits it pretty well. You also need a really sturdy spatula, one that's not going to just fold underneath, <laughs> like, like just bend and become useless. You need a good strong spatula, and I use a metal one, which I know is tricky on a nonstick surface. So hopefully you have something that will work with your nonstick that's also fairly sturdy. You also need a cheese grater, because we're going to grate the cheese ourselves, because as you may already know, when you buy pre-shredded cheese at the grocery store, they have to coat it in potato starch or something similar in order to keep it from clumping together, in order to keep those individual shreds. And that does not do well in melting. So now, speaking of the things that will do well, I'm going to tell you the ingredients. You need, obviously, your bread. And that can be whatever bread you like. I like to use sourdough. But a nice grain bread would probably also be really good. You need about, here I'm guessing, two tablespoons of room temperature butter. I've just finished writing a blog about things that catch you by surprise, hidden things in a recipe, and so this is kind of funny to me. Having things at room temperature is one of the things that you don't always notice in the front of a recipe, so I'm telling you that now... Then you need the cheese. And we're going to use four different kinds of cheese because I'll tell you the secret, even to the simplest grilled cheese sandwich, the secret to making a really good, even basic grilled cheese sandwich is to use more than one kind of cheese. It makes all the difference in the world. So think about that next time you want to just throw together something in a hurry. This is not going to be quite as fast. It's grilled cheese, so it's not going to take very long, but it is a little more complicated. What I'm doing here is a combination of things that I have seen online and tasted in restaurants and said, how did you do this? What is this? So we're going to put all of those together, figuring that Everything extra is better than just one thing extra. We're going to do all of it. Here's the cheese that I'm going to recommend. First, you want some Parmesan, and it should be grated, and you don't need a ton of it. Probably, I don't know, tablespoon, tablespoon and a half maybe. I think a tablespoon is probably going to be enough. We'll know that shortly. Secondly, this is going to sound odd perhaps, but... You need kind of a basic sliced American cheese. That is really strictly for texture because it will melt into a nice gooey, creamy pool, if you will, on the bread. And that is, of course, highly desirable in a grilled cheese sandwich. We're not relying on that for our flavor. It will help with the flavor. But it's not the main thing. It's just one piece of it. And I'm going to tell you, I use something by Kraft called Deli Deluxe American. It's just a hair sharper than their regular American cheese. It's something I grew up with, but they called it at the time Kraft Old English. And it comes in pre-sliced slices. It doesn't have the plastic between each slice. 
which I appreciate just because of the waste factor. Deli Deluxe is what they call it these days, and that's what I recommend. So, you know, this grilled cheese sandwich may take a little planning. You may need to go to the store. You can do it without this, of course. You can do it with any cheese. But the texture of this is really important to what I'm aiming for. The second thing you need is a really good, sharp cheddar. And that is probably not going to come sliced. I can almost guarantee you that a really good, in fact, extra sharp cheddar is even better. I'm using one made by Tillamook, but there are a lot of really good ones. Another really good one that would be fun to do on this is Trader Joe's Unexpected Cheddar. Holy smoke. I did that last time I made one of these, and it's so sharp. It's kind of, um, it's to die for, really, on a grilled cheese sandwich. It melts beautifully. It doesn't seem like it's gonna because it's kind of crumbly and dry, but oh my goodness, it's, yeah. Anyway, if you got a Trader Joe's or you can find something called Unexpected Cheddar, it's really yummy. It's got little crystals. It's that kind of cheddar that's so sharp it's got crystals in it. You know what I'm talking about? So that's two cheeses in the sandwich, plus the Parmesan, which I'll explain in a minute. And then your third, we're going to use a third inner cheese. And that, I want to say, can be your choice. The first two I have recommended, I really feel like are must-haves. A really sharp cheddar and a really ordinary um, bourgeois (laughs) American cheese. The third cheese, I'm going to use today some provolone, a sliced sandwich provolone. This one is a mild provolone. Sharp provolone would also be good. You want something that's going to get a little stretchy. You could use mozzarella. Havarti would be really nice in here as well. I wouldn't recommend a Swiss because they get kind of chewy rather than creamy melty. Although, you know, a... uh, a slice of Gruyere might be really nice. Hmm. In fact, Trader Joe's has something that's a combination called Cheddar Gruyere, and that might be worth trying. That might be overkill on the cheddar. I'm not sure. They also have a cheddar. I hadn't thought of this before, but they also have a cheddar called, uh, I think it's called Caramelized Onion Cheddar, which could be really good in here if you like that which I do, and I think I'm going to try that next time, but I'm not going to do it today. The first step today is to make a compound butter. So we're going to take those two tablespoons of butter, or approximately two tablespoons. Measuring really isn't that important. Oh, by the way, all the ingredients that we're going to use, everything I tell you here is is going to be per sandwich. I'm only making one sandwich one grilled cheese sandwich. If you want to make more than one, you still have to do them with this method one at a time. But the second one goes pretty fast because your pan is already hot and the first sandwich will still be hot by the time you get the second one done. So it's kind of okay. If you're making like four of them for a family, you're going to need a pancake griddle or something really big in order to make this work. Put your two tablespoons of soft butter, not melted, not super soft, but room temperature butter into a small bowl. And to that, we're going to add about a tablespoon. (laughs) This is so weird to do this with measurements, but I'm actually going to measure it just so that we can see what's going on of the Parmesan. 
It doesn't matter whether this is grated or shredded. I always use grated because it's what I have in the house. My guess would be that it's easier for this to use a shredded Parmesan, but I'm not too worried about that. So use whatever you got on hand. I'm hoping you're not using the boxed, you know, round box stuff. <laughs> While I may advocate for Kraft American cheese for this recipe, I will not advocate for Kraft Parmesan or anybody else who puts it in a box. It's uh, just not the same animal. Different. Different thing. You don't want that different thing. This is hopefully fresh grated or fresh shredded Parmesan. And if you don't like to do your own, you certainly can get it that way in little cartons in the deli section of your grocery store. Okay, I think, hmm, so I'm going to smell this. Well, it smells like cheese, so maybe it's enough. Let's pretend that one tablespoon of cheese to two tablespoons of butter is actually enough. I'm going to call that good. You may decide later that you want a little more Parmesan than that. The next thing we have to do is grate this cheese. So I've got this two-pound block of Tillamook Extra Sharp Cheddar. And what we want per sandwich, so for one sandwich, about a cup of this. I'm going to use my box grater. I'm going to use the coarser grating and just shred until it looks like at least a cup. If you go over a cup, that's okay. I eyeball this, but I eyeball this by having my measuring cups hanging not too far away, and I'll look up at my measuring cup every once in a while. Like, oh, does that look like about this amount? I think if I packed it down, that wouldn't fill that cup. So I'm going to keep going a little bit. This will only take a moment. I, and I don't want you to feel intimidated by this grilled cheese. It's, it's not hard, and it's not like it takes that much longer. It just takes a few more steps than your run-of-the-mill everyday grilled cheese sandwich. Okay, now, step three is to prepare the bread. I'm using something called Gold Miner Sourdough, a sourdough square. It happens to be their plain one, but they'd also do a sourdough cracked wheat that's really nice. Any bread, like I said, any bread will do. My recommendation is that you freeze it first. Now this is, I feel weird saying this because I already have mine frozen. I store my bread in the freezer. I do that because it stays fresh longer than any other way. And I find that while if you're making a, a regular sandwich that you don't toast in any way, it can take a while for the bread to get soft again. If you're doing anything that requires spreading something on it, it's so much easier if the bread is frozen. For instance, I butter my hamburger buns and toast them before I cook a hamburger. It's hell to try to butter a hamburger bun on the inside. It just rips, it just tears chunks out of it. However, if that hamburger bun is frozen... It's so easy to just use a tiniest bit of butter. That's the other thing. Having your bread frozen allows you to control how much butter actually goes on the surface because it's not wadding up in those little divots that get pulled out of the bread. So anyway, I keep my bread frozen. So for me, it's really easy to do this. If you don't, and I think probably most people don't, 
You could throw a couple of pieces in the freezer. This would then become a do-ahead, which obviously I did not tell you about, so you're not prepared to do that. I'll just tell you that for next time, it's much easier to do this if your bread is frozen. Now we're going to take the butter we just created. This is a compound butter. This is what they call the, what we just did. And spread it half on one side of each piece of bread. And we want to use all of this up because it's got that cheese in it. I'm not convinced that was enough cheese. Hmm. Well, it still smells like Parmesan, so maybe it's all right. And maybe two tablespoons was a little too much. So spread it on pretty generously. Just cover all the spots. Any spot you don't cover isn't going to toast right. All right, I did manage with a little bit of effort to use up the two tablespoons of butter on these two pieces of bread. But the bread that I'm using is pretty big. All right, so all of the do-aheads are now done. And it's time to heat up your pan. Put your nonstick or cast iron pan on your burner and turn it on to uh, hmm, the high side of medium. And I don't mean medium high, but like on a scale of 1 to 10 here, which is what I've got from low to high, I'm going to put mine on a 6, maybe a 7. You want your pan lid ready and your ingredients all ready. For the American cheese, you may need more than a square. If a square is big enough to cover the bread that you're using, that's great. If it isn't, add part of an extra square or however much you need to so that it will completely cover one side of the bread. Your cheese of choice, it isn't that big of a deal because if it's just in the middle, that's okay. It'll spread a little as it melts, but... If it's just in the middle, that's kind of okay too. It just means that the middle is the best part. So don't worry so much about fitting that exactly to the bread, although you're certainly welcome to if you want to. For me, the provolone is close enough to the right size that I don't care if the edges don't have it. Have all your cheeses ready to go on, included the shredded one, and we're going to wait for the pan to heat up. You want to test that by holding your hand a couple of inches over the pan and just seeing how much heat is coming off of it. If it doesn't feel hot at all, you've got a long way to wait. And that sometimes happens, particularly with nonstick pans. It can take a while for them to heat up. My cast iron, I can feel some heat coming off of it. And then we're just going to kind of guess when there's enough heat. But before I do that, now that it's heating, I'm going to turn it back down to five. So right at medium. Here's something that could be different for you going to put both pieces, the buttered side down, both pieces of bread into the skillet separately, just down on the pan like you were making French toast or something. Now onto one side of the bread, you're going to put your American cheese. Okay, mine doesn't completely cover. Like I said, these are really big slices of bread. So my top and some of the side edges aren't covered. I think it'll be okay because it's going to melt. And then on top of the American, you put your second cheese. So you have one piece of bread with two layers of cheese and one piece of bread with no cheese yet. Both kind of browning in the pan. And make sure that the bread gets pushed down to the bottom of the pan, that there's no edges sticking up. Now, 
take your shredded cheddar. Just be careful doing this. You don't want to waste it by having it go in the pan. About half of that shredded cheddar, you're going to spread as evenly as you can over the top of the bread with two cheeses on it. And the other half, you're going to spread as evenly as you can on the bread with no cheeses on it. I think I have a little more than a cup. That's such a shame. Whatever you have, whatever you've shredded, just spread it as evenly as you can over both sides of the bread. And now we're going to cover it because now the goal is twofold. We want the bottom of the bread to brown, which is pretty much guaranteed to do because it's against a nice hot surface. And we want the cheese to melt. And that's a little trickier because the heat's all at the bottom and we've got this nice insulation of the bread in between, which is why we're using a lid. You would not want to use this on a regular grilled cheese sandwich where you put the top on and then try to turn it over to cook the second side because it'll create steam and it'll make the bread a little soggier than it needs to be. But on this, because both sides of the crispy part, the outside of the sandwich, are down to the pan, we can use the lid to help melt the cheese. There's no way to know when this is ready besides peeking at it. And I get a little anxious because I don't want to burn the bottom. So I'm turning the heat back down to about four. So we're going back and forth between four and six. Like I said, there's no, there are no specified directions to here. We're flying by the seat of our pants and just doing it in real time, in real life, without any guidance except experience. And experience is that you just have to peek. Oh, wow. Okay. That was fast. So the side that has only the one layer of grated cheese is pretty much melted already. Boy, that was fast. That might mean I have it too hot. Ah, I hope not. The side with more cheese is not completely melted, but it's not bad. I'm going to give it about one more minute. And here's where your spatula comes into play. What we're going to do, I'll just tell you in advance, is we're going to try to flip the side that has less cheese on it over onto the side that has more cheese on it. That's kind of melted. I'm going to just do it. So slide your spatula underneath. Be sure it's brown, which mine is. And then just carefully flip it over onto the top of the other one. I turn the burner completely off at this point. And in fact, I'm now going to take this off the heat completely because the cheese in the middle is definitely melting. That was really quite fast. And put it on the plate. And then I go back and scoop up the parts of the cheese that might have stayed in the pan because those are nice crunchy bits to sort of throw on the top. And there you have your fancy grilled cheese sandwich. Now if you were going to do a second one, this is when obviously you would throw it on. It's very messy. It's very gooey. It looks like it's going to be fabulous and wonderful, although a lot of the cheese is running out of the sandwich. And there you have it. Cindy's most excellent grilled cheese sandwich. Again, this is not to in any way imply that something with tomatoes or bacon on it are less than, because that would not be true. But this is for purists. 
although I don't know, maybe purists really just want American cheese on theirs. I would even say to you purists who just think you like American cheese, grilled cheese is always better with more than one kind of cheese. This has been fun. I hope you like your grilled cheese sandwich. Please tell me how you like your grilled cheese sandwich. And if you have tips I haven't used that can be added to this, I would definitely give them a try. Because like I said, why use only one tip when you can use a whole bunch of them? If you want to communicate with me, always please remember to check the Facebook page, facebook.com and then the Cook Along podcast. You can send me direct messages or you can post on my wall leave me what you do for grilled cheese. Also, there's patreon.com. Type in the Cook Along podcast. And that's a way for you to contribute to what I do here and to encourage me to keep doing it by giving me a small monthly contribution that helps pay for my ingredients and my equipment and my technology. And until next time, happy cooking! Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can make a contribution through the supporter link on every Cook Along podcast page or go to Kofi, ko-fi.com slash the Cook Along podcast. Thanks for your support and thanks for listening.